We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Portland's defense... Uh, not great. Is it, not yeah, great. They're, a guar- they're a guaranteed price drop, which is what really <laughs> scares me. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and Jamie Basso. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire, joined by JD Bazo and Skylar Redpath a little earlier this week to talk some Major League Soccer because we have a double game week. Before we get there, JD, how'd you do last weekend? I got 96 points, and oh. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I stayed in the exact same spot, uh, 67th overall. Silly. I'd have to check the pod last week to see what I was. Right, because you I can't think, actually look at it, look that up. Yeah, I, I think it's the same. I, uh, my defenders and goalkeeper did not treat me kind, but I, I did captain Almarone, so that was um, kind of avoided me tanking hundreds of spots. I'm sure, but yeah, I don't know. It was an okay week. So, Skyler, I had a pretty good week for once. Uh, ended up with 102 points. Whoa. I had 95, and I thought I had a good one. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, still. I mean, there's still a couple of spots that I was I was ruining some of my decisions on. Goalkeeper being one of them. I ended up with Bingham and Net. Um, just kind of playing that, playing off that keeperoo. I think I had Jimmy Marr on my bench. He had four points. So from there, it was either I think it was either Bendick or Bingham for me, and I landed on Bingham. Um, so got a, a nice two points from him. So definitely some room for improvement. But I guess all things considered, you know, it was a pretty strong week for me. I think I'm up to 
somewhere around 250th overall, so making some moves and ready to uh, ready to rock this week. Makes you feel Very any nice. better. Bendick only get, ended up with four, so it's not like uh, it was a dra- I had Bendick and Morrow in, in the keeper as well. And Weren't you guys uh, telling me you had Turner last week during the podcast, or someone did? Am I making that up? He yeah, was the first no, I, game, so that, that yeah, was... he was he was a good uh, keeper who played for sure. I just I think I was traveling and didn't end up on him, so I just kind of missed out there. Gotcha. I thought a lot of people would have Turner after I th- I thought this podcast was uh was kind of talking him up a little bit, but that was the play. I had uh my girlfriend has a team that's doing pretty well, and I I suggested she put Diona in uh, when I saw no Piotti. And she did. I didn't put it in my team, and uh, the rest is history. Mm. So that was, that was a smart move. They yeah, I mean, that across was... the board with the Revs, dude. Once you saw Piotti was out, and you saw that attack, then anybody that was was on their game, I think um, that was the that was the right move. So well done. Yeah, it, it's still hard. To, the other thing is the first game. Like you always, half the people that are paying attention put players from that game on their bench because there's like inevitably some values. And people overreact and jump on them. So I'm kind of like a little cautious not to just go with what every single person is going to do if I lie. it doesn't seem like a great play. But yeah, the revs were pretty good. Yeah, I got burned from the first game two weeks ago. What was that? The Toronto game where. Yeah, Aro and. Yeah, uh, and Bono. Or, I'm sorry, Irwin. Got yeah. The start, so we got that. And then they were terrible. This week, I had Somi on the bench, which worked out. And Caicedo. It felt like everybody on the Revs was doing something except him. And yeah, then, that was really disappointing because yeah. he was like a, a really good play, I thought. Although it looks like he got a stat correction point. He's up to five. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's at four most of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I just noticed Vic, Vic Cabrera got one too. He's up to six, so I'll take it. Oh, there you go. They must have reviewed that game in general because that's, that's from the same game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, well. Um, what salary are you guys up to? Uh, 118.2. Is that what we decided, Jeez. Skyler? Yeah, I think, same. I think we had the same. Did we not have the same salary last week, too? What's going on here? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, I bet a lot of people are moving like a similar amount because you have the people that are guaranteed that are like obvious plays, everyone mixes in a couple guys that are going to drop a little bit, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Bendick hurt me. He dropped 200. Sané might have dropped the full 0.5 for me. And Mario Diaz actually, I think, dropped uh, 100,000, right? Yeah, he did. did. You guys have him? Because heaven forbid he only had an assist. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone else. Go ahead. Miriam killed me. He had a full $500,000 drop. Mm. Ouch. uh, that, That stung. I mean, he... Aside from passing the ball to the other other team multiple times, he, I felt like he was in some good spots to score. He had the, I don't know if you guys saw the the game, but he had a pretty much point blank opportunity that Gleason got down and made a good save on. But still, those are the ones that I'm just watching. Like, man, those are fantasy points. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I actually watched that full game, and it was uh, painful to watch. Honestly, like the whole thing, everything about it was just not fun. <laughs> there's there's some fun mixed in. I mean, there was five goals, but, like, the game itself was, like, a joke. When you want to criticize MLS, like, that's <laughs> exhibit A, especially some of the, the refereeing decisions. I would rather yeah, have I a— I disagree. I would rather have a really poor five-goal game than a really poor 
scoreless game. Oh, I don't know. Like, did you watch that game? Yeah. Uh, and now, like, the the um, storyline is, oh, Orlando, they're the comeback kids again, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And it's like, how is the storyline not that Orlando's terrible right, right now? That's exactly what it is. It should Or should like, be, yes. Like, Christ's job was in jeopardy. But they're on a two-game win streak. For, like, what's that? I said, but they're on a two-game win streak. The first one in, like, <laughs> a year, they said on the broadcast, which was baffling to yeah. hear. But um, they were talking about how Christ's job is in jeopardy for, like, 70 minutes, and then now suddenly, oh, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to get an extension now. <laughs> he's just not a good coach, I don't think. And I don't know. Like, the Miram does not look comfortable in that lineup and he's a really good player so yeah it's a weird one it's a weird yeah skyler's boy yoshi looked really good though and i think it's because he was uh playing deeper yeah he looked really good just box to box both sides of the ball i mean he was standing over some set pieces i think he earned an assist on the was it on the dwyer goal i think Um, that's right yeah but either way i mean yeah racking up probably racked up i haven't seen his total from this week but i'm sure he racked up some bonus points definitely mm-hmm. he's he drew four fouls he took five corner kicks that'll help <laughs> uh all right let's jump into week seven seven right yeah yep um we have our first double game week of the season it's a little weird one because there's only one team with a double game week and as a result of that, we have no teams on by, which makes switcherooing slightly more difficult. Not all that more, that much more difficult, although they can get a little risky now because who knows when this year's Nathan Smith will start playing. Um, we're not going to go game by game like we normally do. We're going to try to switch up the format a little bit and go position by position because we thought that might be a little easier or clearer. Um, but it seems like the entire game week will come down to whether David Villa starts on Wednesday or not, uh, home against RSL. JD, if he does not start, do you still take him for the double game week? I don't think you do, because I think away to Atlanta is not the the most appealing of matchups, and mm-hmm. there's no guarantee he's even going to start then. Yeah. I mean, he, he probably will, but... Uh, I don't think you have to look at it as, is it David Villa against all the other forwards, like in terms of what's a good play? You have to think, like, I can take another New York City FC guy if I don't take Villa, and they're a better play most likely than somebody from another team at their respective position. So you could take an extra defender um, and go for the the clean sheet chance against Salt Lake, which I think is uh, one of the better ones of the week at home. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't think we need to force Via into our lineups. And all right, um, I was gonna... go ahead, Skyler. I was gonna go to you and kind of flip the question a little bit. If he does start on Wednesday, do you captain him? Yeah, for me, if he starts and he's locked in and probably my captain, um, I don't feel confident about him starting at Atlanta both games. So. I mean, they've got the turf there in Atlanta. I think they might play played a little cautious with him. You know, if he is dealing with injury, there's potential that he comes off in uh, 70th, 80th minute on the first game of the week. And then, yeah, I mean, he may not even start the second game, just depending on um, how cautious they want to be with him. So, 
I think regardless if he starts and he's in my lineup um, Wednesday, and yeah, I'd probably captain him. I mean, he's probably the most potent goal scorer on the board and potentially has two games, so why not for me? Yeah, I guess the way I looked at it is if that game was on Saturday and they didn't play Atlanta, so it's just a regular single game, New York City home against RSL, like you'd people would be jumping all over him anyway. Right. That's kind of how I'm looking at it too. I mean, if if it's just a one-off and that's the only game that they're playing, then yeah, I mean, I'd still take him as my captain. How do you feel about that, JD? Yeah, I pretty much agree. I mean, the only other guy you're going to take is maybe Maxi Morales. As Yeah, as a captain. Right, exactly. I don't think you need to look outside of New York City for your captain pick this week. There's not any uh, glaring matchups that I love with like star players that I would I would want to have. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think maybe there, like, I think there's one later that you will. Uh, Valeri. Yeah. <laughs> Valeri is not even the best attacking player on his team this year. Hmm. All right. The penalties. I feel yeah, like I mean the the set pieces, whatever, uh, make him probably the better fantasy play. But Blanco's been incredible. Yeah. And. I think he only got four fantasy points this week, which is ridiculous because he looked extremely good against Orlando and all the other games this year. Hmm. He got a what did he, he drew the penalty on Valeri's when Valeri converted it. Yeah, he almost got a red card like ten <laughs> minutes into the game because oh. Toledo Toledo apparently hates him. Uh, I don't know. Toledo's the worst ref in the league, uh-huh. and that's saying a lot. Well, he did send him off before, like, on that yes. penalty play. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he and came then, back out of the locker room, I think, or, or was kind of hanging out on the field, like, am I off or am I on? <laughs> we had that same situation, except it was a straight red, happened in the Atlanta game with Chris McCann. Yeah. And they both were early in the game, and uh, it's nice that VAR brought them back. Mm-hmm, hmm It's nice when VAR works. It also gets has gotten to the point now with games – in leagues that don't have VAR and then something happens and you're like, Oh, well they'll just look at, and you're like, Oh wait, no, they, they don't do that here. They're going to just actually it's, keep going with the blatantly wrong call. It's funny how much a uh, part of the game that's become now, like you're sitting on, on your couch waiting for that, you know, the ref to make that signal. And when it doesn't happen, you're kind of throwing your hands up in there. Like where's the VAR? Yeah. <laughs> I could do without the the cut shot to the crowd with like some Joe Schmo fan <laughs> stand, standing up making the VAR symbol like ten times. Like just keep the camera on the field. I think they just need somebody else to do it. Just have somebody in New York at MLS headquarters in five seconds say no, that's not a penalty, or yes, that's a goal, or whatever. And making the referee have to jog over and watch is just such a waste of time. Ugh. Give the coaches a challenge flag. Ooh, ooh. No, we'll, we'll we'll get to that discussion some other time. On the um, MLS officiating podcast? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if Via doesn't start uh, on Wednesday, you spending up in forwards anywhere else? I think Nicholas. There's a is, lot of other places. Yeah. Yeah, I think Nicholas jumps off as probably one of the top forwards on the board, especially after seeing the Galaxy. Uh, I mean, they didn't look terrible i don't know but i mean sporting kansas city took advantage of their opportunities and i think a guy like nicklich probably do the same at home so nicklich who scored a goal last weekend and lost four hundred thousand in salary 
Ah, man, that's brutal. Yeah, that's that's see, that's where I hate you know when guys like that that are losing salary, even though that you you want to take them, you're like, you got to actually consider that now. You pretty high on Nikolic too, JD? Yeah, I think he's a great play this week, definitely. Yeah, he jumped out. The it's weird because I feel like Joseph Martinez would be a pretty solid play. Like New York City is good defensively, but at Atlanta and with two games in five, four days. Like the the only difficulty with Martinez is if he doesn't score at twelve million, he's probably dropping. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because I think his hat trick is dropping out of the uh, the three game average. Is mm-hmm. that correct? Yeah. So I think he would definitely drop. Yeah. Um, the other interesting thing about Martinez is people aren't going to be taking him because they're going to have New York City defenders. Oh, that's and an it's just point. like a it's just a mental thing. Even if you think he's one of the better plays this week, you're going to say, you know, like my the ce- I can't hit my ceiling if I play both, and I I definitely want New York defenders, so I probably am not going to take Martinez. So if you have some catching up to do. This might be the week to go with him uh, as a – I mean, it's one of the only times you get Martinez at home as a differential. It's a great point. Yeah, I think for me it's probably between Martinez or Nikolic as the next best forward um, after Villa. And uh, that's probably going to have to be a decision to be made because I'm, I'm probably going to want to have a differential player in there. I don't know. Maybe I could squeeze all three in if, if uh, Villa goes. Yeah, this week's tough because there's a lot of good forwards on the road, I think. I think you have Vela, you have Elise, uh, Giassi Zardes, I think, is a good play at D.C. United. So, um, Juvinko? Is that Colorado? Yeah, I kind of want to see how the the CCL game yeah. plays out. But they, they should be rested, so him and Josie both, I think, would be good options. And then uh, New York's home to Montreal, so BWP's there as well. And I think C.J. Sapong, we just talked about Orlando being pretty bad. C.J. Sapong's another good play, too. He's at home, but... Are we just going to slip, skip right over Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Or we still don't think he starts? I wish um, we had more DraftKings action going on because Zlatan is like a guaranteed eight points from 40-yard shots on goal. <laughs> Like, yeah, and like rip the face off the ball shots yeah. on goal too. Like, man, <laughs> Did, he gets behind the ball. It's crazy. And people just like are letting him take those shots, which is fine because I, I honestly probably would too if I were a defender. Like, just let Zlatan rip it from forty yards out rather than trying uh, get forward and make a play. But there's like fifteen minutes left, and he's shooting these prayers. It's unbelievable. <laughs> They're not prayers to him though. He's he's. Scores one every well, four from that distance. The I'm sure I don't know if there are discussions or if it's just in Zlatan's mind, but like following up last week with another crazy goal would have been pretty legendary. <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, I I don't know. I think he's just trying stuff for fun because this is uh I don't know something different for him. If he would have done that at Man United, he would have been skewered. <laughs> I think if you want to play Zlatan, you can leave that spot open. I mean, it's only the what fourth game uh, fifth game on the slate so leave a forward slot open if he starts and you really want to um, roll him out there then you know you'll you'll know before the rest of the slate lock so i think you'll have the opportunity to play him um 
I don't know though. For me, it's still I still want to see a little bit more. I mean, I know he's a lot of time, but um, I mean, even I just, even I, if he starts, like he's wired sixty five minutes tops, right? Yeah, why are we talking? <laughs> with, there's no way he starts. No way. I don't really? know about that. I don't think there's any way he starts. He just doesn't look ready to place even sixty. He's playing with his against his old teammate Bastian Schweinsteiger. <laughs> from their long one year together at Manchester United sitting on the bench together which yeah. is ex- exactly why he's not going to start <laughs> I don't know if you can say there's no way that he starts but I think you make a good point that if he does start he'll probably there's probably a good chance he only lasts 60 minutes right right he's not going to start <laughs> uh, looking at some of the cheaper guys basically under Zardis uh, there are some who have been pretty good. Baji's been great. Gets a Toronto side that's playing midweek. Uh, Houston hasn't been that great away, and they're playing away to San Jose, which you got to mention Wando. Um, Arudi is against at the Revs. Uh, any of these guys kind of interest you? Just a little bit. No one really jumps out out of that group. You throw uh, Marcos Urena in there as well. Yeah, yep. Um, Savarino, throw him in there as well. Even though it's at New York City, I think he's looked pretty good. Um, I wish I knew who's starting for Portland. I might just budget for uh, Audi slash Armenteros mm-hmm. in my my third forward slot, and I might make them part of a switcheroo because mm-hmm. Minnesota at home—that's a great matchup. Sure is. That takes you out of playing, obviously, three high-price mid- uh, forwards. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Because you can then spend up on, on your midfield. And if you want to get a New York City um, keeper, what, Sean Johnson, $8 million. Defenders are also really expensive. So Yeah, they are. The other the other forward option, speaking of New York City, is Tijori Shradi. Yep. Who is $7 million And, I mean, he could go easily 120 minutes, if if not more, this week. Definitely could. I'd probably a price rise because he scored in his last one, if I remember correctly. I think that was the last game. Yeah, I mean he's averaging five point two, and he's only seven million, so that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's jump over to those midfielders. Um, I would assume that Maxi Morales is the top midfielder because of the double game. Do you guys immediately put Medina too, or is there kind of discussion after that with guys with single games? I think Medina is too. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I think he's right there after Villa and, and Morales. I mean, especially on a two-game week. Um, I mean, minutes equal production, so that's where I'm going with that one. I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna have a hard uh, t- a decision to be made between after, if Villa's in, then it'll be Villa, Maxi Morales, and then I don't know. I might want to get a couple of uh, defensive. Not not necessarily defenders, but maybe even uh, defensive midfield options out of New York City that I know are going to generate the bonus points. But uh, Medina's right there. I mean, he's he's been he's looked good. The attacking contributions haven't really been there um, since I don't know. I guess he's what he's got a, a goal and two or three assists. Um, I don't know. He's I mean he's if he doesn't get get you the attacking contributions and uh, you got to start to to wonder where the fantasy points are going to come from. Cause I don't think he's going to churn out many bonus points, but mm-hmm. 
um, I guess that might be where I'm going as far as looking at some more of the defensive midfield options, maybe in, in lieu of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ring has been a bonus point monster when he plays, but he's coming yeah, back from Ring. injury. I'd be surprised if he starts both games. Yeah, Ring's a little touch and go too. Got to kind of watch and see what they do with him the first game, but yeah, um, there's there's no way he starts both. Right. Yeah, I mean a guy like uh, Yonhel Herrera. I mean he's he had two points in his last game, but before that he was he's a beast. You know, yeah, seven, eight, four, nine, and most of those were bonus points. But he's getting involved on both sides, so uh, definitely wouldn't be surprised to see him turn up with a goal at some point. Yeah, circling back to Medina, uh, according to Rotowire stats here, he has a whopping one shot on goal in 406 minutes. So I know the the Reddit community was down my throat the one week when I was uh, I ranked him low, or I maybe I didn't rank him in the top 20. Uh, calm down. <laughs> I'd like like to see you generate more than one shot every 400 uh, minutes shot on goal. That is. Mm-hmm. He's very good. Don't get me wrong. And I think when V is playing, he's going to be obviously better. But um, I don't know that he's like the automatic play some people uh, thought he was right off the bat. Right. So. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so if you have Morales and Medina, one, two, who, who leads the rest of the way? Like from New York City or just midfield in general? Uh, midfield, sorry, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you you said Valeri earlier. I think he's a great play here. Uh, Minnesota at home. I mean, JD said it too. Blanco's been the guy that's actually been kind of fueling their attack. But looks like Valeri is as long as Guzman is out, then he's going to be the guy in set pieces. He took a penalty kick over the weekend, so he's. I don't know if he's right there. I, I haven't. Uh, churned out my rankings just yet, but he's definitely going to be higher on the radar this week than he has been all season, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two more names I'll throw out are uh, Al Marone, again. He had a big game last week, so he's guaranteed to go up. I would imagine, even though he's $11.8 million now, um, I think I might stick with him. And also, Johnny Russell had a, a nice goal against the Galaxy. He's at home to Seattle this week, who have been pretty bad so I think Russell's another good guy to look at. This play yeah, I'm wondering. Sorry, go on, Skyler. I'm just wondering what Felipe Gutierrez's status is. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have an update. He missed out this past weekend, and uh, Croizet filled in for him. Didn't really do. I mean, he he had He's some bad. chances. Yeah, he didn't really <laughs> do too much. So I'm looking forward to Gutierrez being back out there. Um, that's a name I'll be kind of monitoring unless you guys have an update on them yeah i don't know it's it's tough doing the podcast so early in the week because it's hard to get any injury updates but it sounded like he was close to making it so you figure with a few more days but it's mls injuries so good things they don't play until sunday so if you if you want to play them and and you know kind of monitor the news throughout the week and um you'll you'll probably be able to get some news before sunday Mm -hmm. yeah they says the issues with his pelvic bone, that yeah. does not sound fun. So yeah. I could see them resting him. It's a long season, and there's not really a reason to force him to go play. I kind of agree on that one, but I think, well, not up well, to I us. think uh, Johnny Russell is a fine pivot. I mean, he looked 
great against the Galaxy, and he scored a pretty sweet goal too. So um, he's on some set pieces. Um, if you don't want to, if you want want to play Gutierrez and are leaving that spot open, he doesn't play. Then I think Johnny Russell is a fine pivot right there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd per I'd prefer Russell uh, over Gutierrez coming off an injury. I think that's reasonable. Where do you guys? How about uh? Oh, go ahead, Andrew. I was gonna say, where are you guys falling? The earthquakes, guys, Vaco or Erickson? Yeah, home against I like Houston. Vaco. I like Vaco a lot. Yeah, I, I like Erickson a lot. <laughs> yeah, Vaco's involved in everything. Like Erickson, if he doesn't get a goal, I'm not a hundred percent certain. I like him confident in his bonus point ability. Vaco just seems like he he has more tools. Yeah. Yeah, I might I might have a little bit of a daily fantasy bias with Erickson because he stands over a good bit of set pieces. I mean, Vaco does too. It seems like they both split their fair share, but Erickson's had uh, nine points back-to-back weeks. Before that, he hit six and four. So he's he's come out strong starting the season, you know, first year in MLS. And Houston's a team, I think, that's exploitable. So um, I think both those guys are probably in line for another full price bump, though. So I think you could probably roll them both out. Uh, I don't know about Vaco. Vaco went seventeen, eight, six, and three. He's still got another five hundred k price bump last week. <laughs> yeah, but like the seventeen is dropping out now. Right. Yeah. I feel, so, uh, yeah. I see where you're going with that. Not that he can't have a huge game anyway, and actually earn his five hundred thousand as opposed to or earning it <laughs> six weeks ago. But yeah, wait, I, don't know. I mean, it's wait. this is the fifth week for him, so uh, I don't know. It seems like is it is it a five week? Uh, I think they do both. Size. They must wait them though. I don't know. Well, I, it's five I, I and three. Edit, so. Right. Five and three both are a factor. Okay. I know we had this argument about Andre Blake last week, and he ended up with uh, four points, and he went up point three. So he didn't get the max rise, even though he had two nines mm-hmm. um, okay. to start the year. Yeah. So he. He actually was av- he had 14 points over a three game average, and he has uh, 23 over a four game average. So hmm. that's a good point. Maybe I still think they might actually caution. earn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean the matchup against Houston at home is a good one for him. So both of those guys are in play. I think even a guy like Danny Hosen could be kind of a sneaky play outside of those two in the. San Jose midfield, even mm-hmm. though he's actually a, a forward, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I would play him there. I mean, I think he's kind of got sneaky potential to to turn up with a goal or two. Yeah, how about the Philadelphia midfielders? I think Pico would. You could argue that he's like the fourth or fifth best option out of everyone. I uh, know he looked really good this past weekend. Yeah, he's kind of out of nowhere. I guess he's been suspended up until now. I don't think he was suspended. I, Jim Curtin is the way he talks about Pico is weird. Like he talks about him as a game changer, but also just a guy that um, is not going to be like a constant feature in the team. He's going to just be like a an energy guy, whether it's as a, a spot start or a super sub or I don't know. He was working his way back into the team from something. He he was suspended for the first three games of the season for, uh, as the league put it offensive language during a preseason closed door scrimmage oh i vaguely recall that happening yeah. now that you mentioned it. Yeah. <laughs> it was him okay and... you yeah yeah you're right then my apologies hmm. 
But I mean, I think uh, Madunyanin, Akam, and Dechal are all pretty good options. They all looked fairly good this past week. I don't know about Akam there, but and it was Bedoya uh, who scored last weekend. Yeah, but are you going to play Bedoya? Bedoya? No. <laughs> I think Dechal stood out out of all of those. Dechal and and Pico Pical Pico. Sounds like yeah. some uh, taco topping or something. But, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I think I mean, you're those, halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> the, those guys jumped out at me. Akam has still been just hard to read. Like how yeah. I don't know how they're gonna. It, it's kind of like Miriam in Orlando for me. Like it just it doesn't fit right now. Um, so I just as far as fantasy goes, I'm staying away from him. Yeah, uh, but the Chaw really impressed. He's it seems like he's finally starting to gel with the attack. So. He's a guy I'm watching this week. See, I think he's been a little disappointing overall, but you can definitely tell that there there's a potential breakout coming. I don't know that he's going to be quite as good this year as we thought he was going to be, um, but he should still put up fantasy points every now and then. My argument for Akam is Orlando's defense. I mean, he should terrorize the fullbacks. Theoretically. No, I don't even know about theoretically. It's almost a guarantee. That's why, like, uh, Pical in that spot, I mean, it, he did the same against San Jose this past weekend, and um, I don't know. He, I mean, he looked he looked the part that I was kind of expecting out of a calm, um, I guess is where I'm getting at with a calm. It just, I don't know, it just it doesn't, something's not clicking with a calm out there for some reason. Fair enough. Do you find, do you think any of them will make your lineup, J.D.? Yeah, I think they're great switcheroo candidates too, because they play the second game yeah. of the uh, of the slate. So I think I'll have a Philly defender and a Philly midfielder at at the least, if not more. Wow, if not more, um, <clears throat> we have not spoken about either of the two most expensive midfielders. Uh, we have Piatti at the Red Bulls, who are playing midweek, and then Ladero at Sporting Kansas City. Is it was it easy? I mean, Piatti sat out last weekend. Sounds like the injury wasn't all that serious. So, if he's expect if he's back, uh, does either of those do either of those warrant much consideration? I didn't consider either of them that much. Yeah, not really. No Piatti for me, but yes on Ladero. Oh, he had eleven points his last time out, and that was. Bonus point, all bonus points. No goals, no mm-hmm. assists. Sporting Kansas City, yeah, they've had two clean sheets in a row. Maybe their defense is back. Whatever. I still don't think they're a hundred percent. You know who started the last two games in their defense? Jimmy. Jimmy Madronda. Yeah, and all of a sudden they're not giving up goals. I, I'm sure it's just a coincidence, <laughs> but maybe not. They should have given up a ton of goals against the Galaxy. Yeah, they didn't. I mean, they didn't look like. An amazing lockdown defense. Tim Milia bailed him out. So he sure did. I think and, uh, Ladero is going to have his chances, regardless. I mean, if he doesn't uh, score assists, and he, I think he's good for seven points, maybe just from hitting the field. And I think he's getting a full price bump. So I like him this week a lot. It's really hard to bank on a guy that doesn't have anyone else. <clears throat> excuse me, anyone else around him. Like in the team, like we we have plenty of other people that have great teammates they can play off of and help generate attack from. And Ladero, it's, I mean, we're whoa, really whoa, 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 whoa. So you're saying Will Bruin is not a great player? 
Yes, Come on now. <laughs> Uh, I, I just and I think Andrew astutely pointed out in uh, one of the chats that Ladero actually should have had nine bonus points. He, <laughs> yeah. After scoring corrections, and that was an anomaly. So I don't know. I don't like banking on too much of that if I don't think he has a good matchup otherwise. So we'll see. I also it doesn't even sound like his heart's in the Sounders right now because he keeps talking about wanting to go back to Boca Juniors. Uh-oh. Yeah, I've I've seen some of that around too, but I just I try to uh, keep tunnel vision. I'm just looking for the fantasy points. So <laughs> if he, as long as he's generating fantasy points, I don't care where his heart is. I, so are you saying you never buy into a narrative? Is that what I no, just heard? No, no, I, I hear you, but until it's like, man, I just I can't I can't be here anymore. I don't want to be like kind of like the the Lee Win situation. I guess you could say like until I see it's going that direction, like that's. I, I, Still think he's a fine play. Dempsey just, back yet? We win? No, no, I no, think, no. Dempsey, uh, Dempsey. Oh, Dempsey. Sorry. Um, I don't. I don't think. think so. How is he not he's back out. yet? He had a three-game suspension for being a moron. <laughs> I think this is the last game. Oh, is this the last one? Yeah, huh. I think so. All right. It's really hard to keep track with all these bye weeks. It's, uh, it's awful all the time. It's awful. And um, why would you not make the like these teams that had a bye week make them play like the next Wednesday or something? Yeah. Don't give them because a lot of teams are like consistently going to have two weeks off between games, right. and that's crazy. Right, and they're playing these like ridiculous closed door friendlies against <laughs> USL sides. Um, I'd like to talk about the Columbus DC game mostly because I I kind of want to play Yamil Assad. And I need both Whoa. of you to convince me out of it. That was a little off the radar. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Why do you want to play Assad? It just seems like every time he plays, he's the best player on the field. At least this year with DC. It could be that the rest of DC is pretty bad. And that's why he <laughs> looks so good. But uh, I don't know. It just seems like home against Col- I realize Columbus is pretty good. And I have no idea where they're actually playing this week. I think it's at a naval base or something like that, but um, I don't know. It just seems like DC does a lot through Assad, and this is, you know, I'm not that worried about the Columbus defense. Yeah, so I think there you go. You you've got Maxi Morales pretty much locked in. Um, if you're going with another high end guy like Ladero or Valeri, there's two midfielders right there. Then you've what got maybe two more spots left. I just I don't know if if uh, Assad fits that role for me like it just okay. it feels like there's going to be two more guys maybe a johnny russell maybe uh borek Dachal, like a guy like that i just feel a little bit more confident in than Assad. i mean I, I don't think he's a bad play i just don't feel like he's i don't even feel like he's maybe top 10 this week for me he's a he's definitely a switcheroo type of candidate i wouldn't put him in my starting lineup but my argument would be that he has already played columbus this year and he did not get any bonus points he did score though. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. Are you still playing him? <laughs> I don't know. He's also cheap, which is something that I know you guys don't have to deal with. <laughs> Wait, what's but, your uh, salary? You keep complaining about uh, this. One fifteen point four. So you're only two point eight away from us. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the difference between eight point one Assad and. Almost 11, whoever else you want to play. Vaco. Yeah. There's the I difference think... right there. 
you can play Vako and I have to play Yamil Asad. Yeah, that's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and Johnny Russell's eight point nine million. He's right there in that range. <laughs> Walked right into that um, one, I guess. Danny Hosen's eight point five. I actually think he's a better play than Assad this week. Okay. Um, I think there's guys in that range that you can find and make an argument for. Like I said, it's not a, a bad play at all. It's just I feel like there's guys that are that stick out as as maybe a better play for me. Yeah. I'm really wondering how many people are going to jump on the Columbus defense uh, yet again. I think that's another situation where we can kind of read into what we think everyone else is going to do and then maybe spin off of it a different way if that's what we want. Because they're almost all going to get a price drop, I think. I think that's right. Only because they've deserved price drops for the last eight weeks, but because... (laughs) Well, like Mensa has four, four, and four in his last three. Um the 11 he got against Philadelphia still is going to be in his five-game average, but it's going to be the fifth game. So if there's any kind of waiting going on, um, I don't know. If this isn't a, a shutout, then I think that they're going to drop because he's $8.3 million, which is wow. extremely high. Yeah. I assume everybody goes to Abubakar because he was the cheapest of the group. His <laughs> last three were 11, 1, and 4. Everybody's yeah, going to I still think car. He... It better be because of his hair. <laughs> I guess a fool. I don't know. I mean, Valenzuela, if he want that attacking exposure, but I'm just, I'm probably not going there in this matchup on the road. Yeah. I mean, a matchup on the road. Hold on. It's not even against a real team. <laughs> and it's not even in their real stadium. Right. Yeah. I mean, I. This is like where the the home drones really start to annoy me because DC is terrible. So Columbus on the road, I'm not really frightened of. Yeah, um, but I guess I'm just saying like even even at that, like there are just better defensive options at home, so to speak. Not even like just throwing the whole road thing out, but yeah, I don't know. Like, was attacking. I mean, he's he's got that attacking potential. He darts up and down the wing. So if you want to, if you can see past the road game or fake road game, or whatever it is, then sure, uh, shot in the dark, I guess. Yeah, I might. I honestly might take a Valenzuela. Hmm. I still can't believe Mensa's 8-3. Um... <laughs> it's just funny that he jumped so far ahead of everyone else when yeah. they've all been pretty much the same. Right, right. Um, were there any other midfielders you wanted to talk about before we... Talk more about these defenders. Uh, there's one I wanted to throw out just as a value that uh, I actually had in my lineup this past week. It's uh, Compost from Chicago. He's mm. playing, lining up in their attack. Um, 4.1 million. He actually lost. Uh, I think he only ended up with three points for me, so he, he lost two hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, if you're looking for a cheap starter at home um, against the LA Galaxy. I think he's fine. I mean, he's more of a forward, I would say, than a midfielder. I don't know. Um, so for me, I think he's a guy that I might look at as a uh, for a switcher option this week. Okay. Did you have anyone like that? 
Uh, I don't really have any super cheap options that I love at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. I'll have to evaluate and put them into my value plays section of the, the rankings this week. There you, but, go. there you go. Yeah, if it's not a New York guy, I'm not exactly certain who I, I want to go with quite yet. I think like the, the mid-range 7 and 8 million, like Philly guys, pretty good. Um, Kansas City. But... Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know that I'm going with anyone that that desperately cheap like Skyler is. Okay, desperately cheap. I'm not calling <laughs> Skyler desperate. I'm just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we get into more defenders, a quick note from one of our sponsors. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best Zero Percent Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. If you're into cashback or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits, too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from VCUSA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. All right, we have New York City double game week. The second game is not that great. Uh, how much do you guys, how much are you considering a New York City defender this week? I think I'll definitely have one. Yeah, me too. I think that's where I was getting at earlier, just saying once you get past Villa and Morales, it's like maybe Medina, maybe um, a guy like uh, Cheneau, um from New York City's back line. Like, I feel like you're going to have to make that decision whether you want uh, defensive exposure or more attacking exposure. Mm-hmm. I think for me, that I like New York City's chances at a clean sheet at home against Salt Lake. They just they didn't look great in attacker over the weekend. New York City's actually looked uh, decent and back, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably have at least one guy. Count what about what about Plata? <laughs> he was left at the end of the bench. That was that was uh, a little disappointing. I had to I had to shuffle and get him out of all my lineups. But I don't know if anybody saw that game too. But when the when Salt Lake used their third sub, then of course the camera flashed over to Plata there at the end of the bench, and he did not look happy. <laughs> so I'm not sure what's going on there, but uh, sounds like it's not a it's a situation to avoid for now. So uh, apologies to anyone who who uh, he took heed of my advice last week and tried to play him. Hopefully you, you were able to get him out of your lineups. In fairness, Rusnak wasn't all that great either. He did play. Yeah, though. he wasn't. Yeah, their whole attack just look looks a little stagnant right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so JD, you have been one to uh, attack uh, Minnesota at least when they're playing somewhere else uh no always okay um Portland's defense uh not great is it not yeah, great yeah they're a guaranteed they're a guaranteed price drop which is what really <laughs> scares me <laughs> um Jake Gleason I might as well just lump goalkeepers in with this defender conversation Gleason is down to 4 million um he so, was actually pretty good last week. Yeah, he can't drop, um, we don't think. Um, but any Portland defenders you're considering? 
not for Portland, especially since uh, Tui Loma, who scored last week, is considered a midfielder. Yeah. Unfortunately. That so, yeah, I think I'm kind of out on the, the Portland defense, even though I think they're they're good. I I could definitely see myself um, putting Gleason in, though, because I don't think he can drop any further. Mm-hmm. It's worth trying. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, think... if you're going to go with Sean Johnson, Gleason kind of helps even out that, that huge cost. Right. Yep, I agree. Hmm. Where else are you going for defense? So I think Cayennes is probably a top option from New York City. Cheneau, Sweat, Tennerholm, all those guys, if they start the first game. Mm-hmm. After that... Um, outside of the New York City guys, um, you know, I've been big on Zussi all season. I think he's still probably one of my top defender options just because of how involved he is in the attack. Um, the Revs have actually had a few defenders spring up. We talked about it earlier in the podcast. So, um, And then New York Red Bulls, they've got some guys that will probably increase in salary. Um See, and they've got some injuries that they're dealing with. Duncan's out now, so they're going to have to shuffle some things around. Um, but they're playing at home against the Impact, who we just saw what they did against uh, on the road at New England. So, I assume yeah, you'd feel I mean, differently there's... if Piotti played, or not enough. Yeah, but Tider's out, so that kind of hurts. Yep. Yeah, Tider is a big part of their. Um, just he's not like a attacking weapon, but he's that box to box presence. Um, just seems to seem to have thrown things off with it without him being on the field. So mm-hmm. doesn't change things too much for me. Um, but yeah, I think after New York city, then I'm probably going to find a way to get Zussi in my lineup again, even though he's up to 8 million. Um, and I don't know, Victor Cabrera, like he's still high on my radar. Don't know if I'm going to play him on the road at New York, but I mean, he got six points in a four nil drubbing. Like if that doesn't <laughs> show you his potential to get the, the clean or the bonus points, then I don't know what will, um, but did he's he have a, a penalty guy that called think, against him. I think he did. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, but still, I mean, <laughs> not sure that's selling. He, <laughs> yeah. Look at all he can do. And he gives points. up penalties. Right. As long as he's getting the fantasy points again. That's so. right. How about Philly? Philly defense is one of my favorite ones this week, yeah. especially because you can use them in a switcheroo, especially since uh, Matt Real is $4.5 million, um, probably going to get a price rise again. So yeah, I think they're great. points without the clean sheet last week. Yeah, so I think he's a, a very good option. He's probably going to be in my lineup for sure. For sure, okay. I agree. I happen to have him, so it makes it a little easier to say I'll take him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great value play right there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you start stacking him and Gleason and um, find one other good, like, cheap defender play, and you're going to be able to fit in a lot of these these higher-priced guys that seem daunting at first. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of the Houston attack on the road? I think it's going to be formidable just because of Elise alone and also because, um, is it Cummings is out for San Jose? Yep. The old 95th-minute red card. Yeah. So, I don't know. San Jose defense doesn't really inspire a lot of confidence. Yeah, I like him. I just can't can't see where I'm going to find room for him in my lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do I would... like him. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say to 
completely fade. I just I think that a guy like Elise might be the only one that I would really give uh, serious consideration to this this week. Yeah. No, I thought the the question was more about uh, should we consider San Jose's defenders? Yeah, Tarbell or right. Know. I don't think so. Yeah, same. I'm probably I'm probably staying away there too, just because I do think Houston definitely have the ability to to spring for a goal or two here. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Like I'm just more confident in somebody else pitching a clean sheet than San Jose. Yeah. Yeah, this will be the first week I'm not using Aro in uh, like probably every other week he's played, so he's bound to do good this time probably. <laughs> hey, Aro was in my lineup as a placeholder last week. <laughs> Rolled him out for you. Uh, there you go. <laughs> he's four million, so he can't drop anymore. And we've actually already seen that Colorado can't really do anything against Toronto because they had the two-leg yeah. Champions League. Um, they didn't score at home against Toronto in that previous fixture. So I think you could definitely reason that they, they might not do that well once again. Although it's MLS, so I could totally see Colorado winning like 2-0. Yeah, 3-0, nothing, nothing, yeah. In a, a bizarre game. Um, Baji's been awesome. Know. Joe Mason's uh, been pretty awesome too. That was a nice goal again. Mm-hmm. He has two two pretty uh, nice goals so far this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's scrappy. <laughs> so, <clears throat> are we looking at basically guys, cheap guys from Atlanta, Seattle, and Sporting for switcheroo guys? Meaning like dead guys we would normally have on buys. And those are the oh, three I latest didn't even games. Think about that yet? Ah, uh, man. Um. Yeah, how about Kunga from Atlanta? He's a 4.0 midfielder. Boom. I might play five midfielders this week, though. Then are you going to sacrifice a a forward or defender? Probably a forward. Like, I'll play a 3-5-2. Weren't you just telling yes. me earlier, yes. like, I, if I took Portland, I couldn't afford three high-priced forwards? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think if like, you can't uh, afford them, obviously I'm not going to be able to. <laughs> I I don't know. Like it's hard for me to not take the full complement of defenders each week because they're the most likely to rise in price, and they're the most cost effective. So the fifth midfield spot just seems like the one that I leave out uh, most frequently. Mm-hmm. But really, I mean, I think you pick your starting lineup and then you worry about your placeholder person last. Yeah, like they they shouldn't affect your lineup construction in terms of getting the players you want. Yeah, sense. just make sure it's not a guy like uh, Nathan Smith that That's will right. come in in the ninetieth minute. And, oh man, or if oh, you act- happen to forget about him, will come in in the ninetieth minute. Yeah, actually, uh, Awua for New York is injured, and I don't think he's gonna play. So he's only four point Might be someone. Oh wait, he plays in the first game. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. Uh, back to the drawing board. Let's look for a guy that doesn't have a, a headshot. I guess that's Kunga, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's been getting uh, a lot of time with uh, this um, USL team, so I think he's safely not going to play. I mean, that's what we said about Nathan Smith, so. <laughs> no, he was in the the senior team. <laughs> but uh, that's we did say that about Diego Rubio the other week. Uh, yeah, and he he ended up scoring, 
for the MLS team the next week. Mm-hmm. However, we did we did say he could start. We were just debating whether or not Kansas City had any forwards that were any good. Right. Right. I think that was the week that we were just scraping the the barrel for our rankings, and we're like, is Diego Rubio? <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, he turns up, yeah. fresh off his U- USL stint, and scores a goal in the mm-hmm. 90th minute. Yeah. So are we? So if... Go ahead, Scott. What's up? I just uh, kind of throw it, switching uh, gears a little bit, but do we think, are we like 100% confident that regardless of um, how they perform, uh, New York City guys are going to go up? If they, I mean, I guess if they play both games, are they like guaranteed for a price rise here, you think? I think it's going to go by individual game. So I think they'll get a price uh, rise for the first game and then for the second game. Interesting. Yeah, that's. I mean, so we've got a pretty good poten- potential to to uh, increase here. If, if uh, all so. I take that back. I don't think they're going to increase by a million each, but I think they're going to treat the averages just like they, they normally would. For twice them. last season. Yeah, that's why I was confused. But this season, can you imagine if they went up? Like mid it's yeah. Who knows with the with the way that this game's played out this season? Like it's, it's this will be the first uh, true test, I guess, on a DGW of how player pricing is going to be worked out. Right. Yeah. If only we had somebody on the uh, fantasy MLS official staff that uh, <laughs> could tell us the rules and how oh, it was going to work. Hey, I wish I had the uh, the insight to the to the you know. If I wish I held the key to unlock those secrets, but I just don't. <laughs> Oh well. Uh, all right. Anything else? Uh, we already uh, touched on captain. I think it's via via or Morales, right? Seems that way. I don't think you get you try to be too differential and go an Al Marone again, but he. I mean, he could definitely have another twenty point game. Yeah, I think it's via or Morales. Just to, I don't know. If you're trying to catch up, I could see why you would go with something else, but um. Yeah, maybe like a Chanel or something, though. I just don't see how you don't captain a New York City player this week. The only problem is if the the RSL game doesn't go well, then I don't think the Atlanta game's like a guarantee to even go close to well. Um, (laughs) It's it's tough. It's a pretty good matchup for me, even though they just dispatched of LAFC. Like, I don't know. That game was a little bit closer than it looked, and... Yeah, it um, was definitely New York's. It feels like New York City is a little, little more well put together than LAFC right now. Yeah, when you just when you factor in rotation risk and everything else, I could totally see, um, like not taking Villa Morales as a lock. Like it's definitely not the best double game week we've ever seen in fantasy. Um, it's kind of average in my opinion. Yeah. That said, I mean they're they're definitely the best bets. Like Zadroik's captain's article. On Rotowire should probably at least have like four New York players before anyone else. <laughs> but I don't know. The the other problem is like Valeri has not really inspired confidence this season, even though he's producing. So like him against Minnesota, I don't love. Um, no one else jumps out a ton is a great play this week. Mm-hmm. Like the top the top of my rankings after New York easily could be shuffled around like five different ways right now. Okay. Right. Did we even talk about uh, Carlos Vela this week? Is everyone just not going to play him? We didn't, or we didn't mention Kai Kamara this week. Uh, 
Guy Kamara, Carlos Vela. Yeah, <laughs> hey, Kamara's got a good matchup at home. I like him this week. We did. I I realized after we w- moved the midfielders, we didn't say anything, but that's there's one late, late, uh, late uh, pick for the listeners that stayed and listened to this whole thing. I I don't know. I mean, if RSL can shut down Kai Kamara, <laughs> would you rather then... Kamara? Or against LA FC or Sapong against Orlando? Definitely Sapong. Uh, it's close. It's close. No, I like Kamara a little bit more. Do you oh like Kamara gosh. more than Javinko? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. I can't. I can't go there. But that's why like we didn't Kamara talk about Kai Kamara. Right. I'm just saying we like barely talked about Javinko. Yeah. Because another one's uh. Yeah, how about Dom Dwyer or Kamara, Skyler? It's Kamara for me. By a lot. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's he'll be ranked ahead of him at least. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if he can say a lot, but I just I like. I just don't think LAFC or I mean they've had some good results, but we saw this past weekend how they can be a little vulnerable in the right spots, and I think Vancouver at home is is one of those spots that they could put it put it to him. Yeah. See, I think they're really going to tighten up uh, defensively after they just got embarrassed. I just can't see I, watching them give up five goals to Atlanta and being like, yeah, Vancouver could do something like that. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, yeah, Vancouver can play uh, like. Uh, yeah, Vancouver can play like 30 long balls to Kamara and hope something happens. So if it's not Kamara scoring, then then obviously it's going to be Breck Shea who's got a goal in two straight, <laughs> right? Definitely. Yeah, he's waiting the golden boot. Yeah, he's a defender too. Mm-hmm. If he starts, and I, I actually now that we now that he's brought up here in the dying moments of the podcast, I might plug him in. Might be a plug and play for me if he, <laughs> if he starts. Yeah, second. I like Alfonso one? Davies. Do they play? Oh, they play early. Their third third game. Yeah. 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 So Shea could be a Shea and Davies could be a a good. Switcheroo. Switcheroo. Yep. Yeah, there you go. The reason I brought up Dwyer is I think uh, he's going to get some hype, and I don't think it's really deserved. I don't disagree. You Not think even... he's going to get some hype from for this game, or just from the his game winner, or both? Uh, just like he's had two productive weeks, but I don't think he's looked that good on the field. So no. I think I mean, until his... he scored, yeah, he really didn't look too involved. Yeah, but that's the thing, and even the when he's factored into the goals, I think it's been pretty fluky. Like the two weeks ago, he had the one where he just like shoved Robles into the net. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. And that the other goal he scored that game was like really from a, a crazy angle that was kind of lucky. So I mean, it was a nice XG nice was pretty throw. low on that one. What's that? The XG was low on that one. Yes, that's what I was thinking actually. So. I don't know. I've seen him uh, try stuff like that a lot, and it often does not connect. So the fact that he's not really getting a ton of touches, not a lot of passes, uh, he's kind of just receiving the ball with his his back to goal a ton and not doing much with it. Um, I don't know. He's kind of just releasing pressure, hoping someone else can do something, and they're not. So I don't I don't really think he's a good play this week or moving forward until he plays like Minnesota again or something. Mm-hmm. And that's from someone who played him last week, mind you. 
And so I think, did we all play Dwyer or just me and Skyler? I, I didn't play him, no. Gotcha. Yeah, he, he kind of fell into my lineup just with the switcheroos not not panning out. Then he ended up uh, one of the last games on the slate. So it was like either, well, actually, Ola Kamar ended up in there too. So kind of just left it late with both those guys. Did Ola Kamara get a uh, error leading to goal when he headed it three yards outside the six-yard box? <laughs> Somehow he ended up with six points. I don't know how. I guess did he <laughs> – I don't – yeah, I don't know how he got those points because I didn't really notice him too much last night, but I'll that take was, it. That was a really pathetic clearance that led uh, Shalloway score. Yeah. I'm trying to actually quickly uh, – he did not get an error leading to a goal. Oh, that's ridiculous. <laughs> hey, I'm not I'm not complaining. If I cleared the ball like that when I played soccer, I would have been pulled out of the lineup. <laughs> uh, assuming my team had any subs, which it usually didn't, but um Yeah, no uh no dice on that one. Uh Big scoring error. He did get a couple of bonus points for key passes, it looks like, so maybe they, they gave him one for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird, because he's not usually a, a creator yeah, type of 16... guy, but I, maybe maybe that um that little layoff to Zlatan from 40 yards out counted as a key pass. <laughs> he had six key, key passes, which is quite a lot. That's a ton. I mean, that's yeah. if you got that out of your elite midfielders, you'd be excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was six more than he had in in his last uh, season? two previous games. Yeah. Oh, last... <laughs> I honestly, honestly, last season might be it if we can. If someone can stall, I'll look it up. What are we looking for? Chances created from Kamara last. Ola. Yeah. Yeah, that's easy. Over here on RotoWire.com/soccer. There All we right. go. Ola had 33 chances created last year, four big chances created. That's not so uh, bad. I'm, how exactly does that translate? Is a key pass just a chance created? Uh, a, I believe a yeah, a key pass is a pass that leads to a shot. Yeah, but that's not exactly a key pass in MLS terms, is it? Is it not? Uh, now I'm confused. I believe chances created includes assists, whereas key passes do not, or it's the other way around. I don't think it's the gotcha. other way around, though. It's dumb to okay. have two different things that basically mean the same, though. Right, yeah. I never know what MLS does weird that has like a nuance to it that's stupid. Hmm. <laughs> Just one thing? Sorry. <laughs> All right, if anybody has any follow-up questions, you can find JD on Twitter at DFSMLS. You can find Skylar at DraftKicks. I am at Rotowire Andrew. We'll be back next week to talk about uh, week eight, although I don't think – is there a double next week too? I don't think there is. No idea. I should have looked beforehand. Let's see. No, there is not. So we'll go back to normalcy next week. Gentlemen, thank you for all that. I would. It sounds weird on Monday night to say good luck this weekend, but good luck Wednesday and this weekend. Good luck, everybody. Watch some CCL tomorrow. Yep, good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.